0: Hello, hello, and welcome back, all you fellow entient beings. Um, it has been a while since I've made a podcast. Um, it's probably been close to two months coming up on that. Um, I've been extremely busy in the meantime. So, as you all know from my first episode about me talking about going back to work, I'm now at work, and I love it. I love it so much. As soon as I got back here, I probably spent like maybe a week and a half of doing like restoration and air air pollution control in some sand dunes in uh, Pismo Beach. Um, they call them the Oceano Dunes, and we are out there planting native species to try to combat the sand blowing through the air, so the plants just, like, snag some of that sand and they keep it down, because, like, the neighboring town, people, like, breathe in sand, and it's getting into their lungs, and it's not good, um... And then (laughs) the conditions there were brutal. Like the wind would come whipping through sometimes at like 40 miles an hour, maybe even a little faster. So all day you're just getting blasted in the face with sand. And you're just constantly wiping at your eyes. And like after that first week of being out there, I learned my lesson. I went and bought some swimming goggles, like the ones that suction around each individual eyeball. I'm not playing around with that no more. (laughs) I done did my time. Uh, So, yeah, I don't really have to worry about that no more. So that was a smart move by me. But then after that first week and a half of working out there, um, my crew got assigned to the Los Angeles, one of the Los Angeles vaccine sites that's ran by the National Guard. Um, We were out there for 16 days. Um, My crew, we were in charge of supply. So we were getting all the things the National Guard needed to issue out all these vaccinations. And, you know, maybe we don't get the recognition that we deserved, but we know that we helped because we were helping the people that helped the people. So, I mean... We, we were dishing out a lot of vaccines and a lot of medical supplies that were needed. Um, it was kind of like, kind of a bit of a humbling experience. Um, like, you kind of just open your eyes and you're just like, everything around me in this specific emergency event is so much above my head that i just play this like tiny cog in like the machine that is the vaccination site and i was buckling it down and i was putting it in my putting in my best effort um i was really like shining in the eyes of my supervisor and like when i when i originally left cuz like my ex-wife cheated on me Like, I got put on his crew, and I was just a mess. And so I was like, okay, my head is in the right space. Like, I'm mentally healthy. I'm going to go strive to do my best and really show my supervisor what I'm made of. And I blew him away. Like, I quickly became one of the people that he depended on. And uh, currently, I'm up for a spot towards leadership. And I ended up becoming, like, the safety officer of my crew. And I literally just take any little thing extra I can just to make myself look better and put myself on the path to promotion. Um, So I was kind of, like, helping run the show. The crew at the time was probably, like, 12 or 13 people. Um, It was myself, um, my buddy, who is here for the veterans fishery program. Uh, He was running the show too. And then we had a, uh, our crew leader and like the crew specialist. So like us four were running it while like another two or three were like putting in the work. I mean, they weren't shining, but there was a good handful that like didn't really do much. And it's quite clear that they're just here for a job and not, like, a stepping stone into a career. Um, it is was, it was a very nice experience, in my opinion. Like, we got posted up in, like, a four-star, five-star hotel. They messed up the booking, so I had my own king-size bed all to myself. I had my own room. The shower was amazing. had, like, a detachable shower attachment that, uh, it's not like the shower head itself is removable. It was a second shower head that you could just flip the passage of the water to it and it sprays all nice and warm and like really has some pressure on it. It was really nice. Um, bed was so comfy. So that was nice. Usually when we get sent out on, like, an emergency assignment, we're, like, posted up in a little tent that's usually issued by the state. And same with, like, the little sleeping pad and the air, or a, and a sleeping bag. Like, that's what I'm used to when going on emergencies, and they suck. Um, yeah, but after that little 16-day stint, we came back. And went right back to work in the sand dunes, did some more planting. And then we moved on to this project where we are putting fence into the sand dunes and, like, pounding in big T-posts into the ground and some, like, big wooden posts that they call peeler posts. We're putting those, like, every 100 feet or so. And we would string some fence across it, some, like, metal fencing. And then now, like, metal fencing's done. We've been putting out this orange plastic fencing on top of the metal fencing. The idea behind it is, is that when sand hits it, it'll knock some of the sand down and build sand up at the bottom of it. And the sand dune won't move as much. And the project is laughable. <laughs> like, it's not going to work some of the stuff's already getting buried. Some of the stuff's already fallen over. And the state park guys think it's laughable too. They they think it's a waste of time, waste of energy. But, you know, they do what their their boss says. Um So that that's kind of sucked, but we got a whole bunch of new people put on our crew and they've been stepping up to the plate and getting this stuff done. And I've pretty much become, like, the top dog on the crew. Um. Until recently, like, when a dude who's already about to get his promotion, he got put over to our crew because he can drive the state vehicles. So I became, like, the number two. But I'm on the path to promotion. And that'll extend my contract by another year. And... Yeah, it's been feeling real good to be like dependable and to have like my supervisor's respect and know he can like count on me to get the job done. Um but then I got some some good news this last week. I am being placed onto the the fisheries crew that I've been wanting to get on. Because I'm here for the science side of things. I would much rather learn about native plants. How to. Like store them. How to transport them. How to transfer them from one pot to another. And to learn about. Fish repopulation. And. Fish rehabilitation. Like that is so much more interesting to me than like putting posts and sand and I get to start on that like coming up in three days In three days I start on that crew and I can't be more excited like that's why I joined this program to begin with and I'm gonna be on it with my with the veteran buddy of mine he's on that crew and then another new guy in my dorm he is on that crew starting Monday with me as well and he's real cool Like, I can mesh and vibe with those type of people on that crew all day. Like, people who are are science-driven that reside here. Like, I get along with them so easily. Like, I'm excited to learn and, like, continue growing as a person and just acquire these new skills and hoping that I can take it into a career that, deals with, uh, like, river monitoring or restoration or repopulation. Like, that really appeals to me. In a career that's nature-driven and science-driven lets me love the thing I do every single day. So all you can ask for in this world is to just love as much time as you spend as possible like i would find myself back home working some stupid job like retail or security or cafeteria work and like at the end of the day i would get home and i'd look at myself in the mirror and i'd be like i've been given this gift of life and this is how i choose to spend my existence And, like, that's what got me out of that stupid little rat race trap. Like, don't just try to go make money. Go try to do something you love. Like, money doesn't matter. It's paper that only holds the value that we put onto it. And it's very much evil and very much controlling to people. Like, you'll see people flex with their money and then you talk to them and you're like, so what do you do to make that money? And they'll be like, oh, I work 80 hours a week doing construction or I work two jobs. And I'm like, is it worth it though to give up all your time to have these green pieces of paper? And they'll try to convince themselves it is, but... You can tell. You can tell people don't ask them that question. And I'm just like yearning for the day where when I ask somebody that and it like truly awakens them and sets them on like a path towards like self enlightenment and uh, like self learning and. Learning who they are as a person. I would love to snap somebody out of that. That would be amazing. Like, I just want to live humbly. And like how I spend my time. I don't need anything frivolous. I don't need anything fancy. I just want a simple, quiet life. Like, no spotlight on me, please. And, like, if I came into a whole bunch of money, say, like, I I don't buy into the lottery, but say I won the lottery, it wouldn't change me. I would keep going to work trying to do something I love. And just keep pressing. Probably just donate a whole bunch of it for, like, climate activists or pollution programs just make the change that you want to see so ideally i just want to live in a mountain town where everybody kind of knows everybody live in a nice little cabin that i would like to build myself so that way i can like truly appreciate it and Hopefully I'll be be uh be near a uh, lake or a river so I can go fishing and get some water that I can purify and just try to live off the land as much as possible, get myself a nice big garden, no pesticides, no herbicides, just daily maintenance and keeping an eye out for the pests. That's, that's what I truly want. And then recently, I have gotten some dental work because my dad's insurance changed and I had till the end of March to like get my appointments done. I had my wisdom teeth yanked out of my face because they were hurting my mouth. So that's been dealt with. Those are all gone. Don't have to worry about that again in my life. Just great. Uh, wisdom teeth are so dumb. And I also just like took care of like cavity fillings. And then I used the last bit of it to like cover some Invisalign. Just try to make my teeth not crooked. I don't think that falls under frivolous. Like I want good dental health. And once they're straight, just keep them as healthy as I can. Make them last a long time. So I got Invisalign right now. I have a little bit of a lisp with some words. But the most part it's not very noticeable um I've also really been finding like who I am and like expressing myself freely recently and like I'm very stoked on that like when I would trip on like cybacillin mushrooms I would find myself finding some plants and just sitting with the plants and feeling their energy or finding a rock and touching it to feel its vibrations coming from within. And, I mean, that goes beyond just like being involved with nature while on cybacillin mushrooms. Like, I'm just one with nature in general. So I go around, and like when I see flowers, I'll stop to smell them. I don't think I've ever really just seen somebody pick a flower and just smell it. They'll just keep going about their business, but I'll stop everything I'm doing to go enjoy a flower. And... I've been picking some cute samples, and I actually got a little little notebook now that I'm trying to like press, uh, not press, <laughs> press some plants into, and like learn their scientific name and document it. And I'll pick flowers now. I'll put them behind my ear and just wear them around. I just love having plants with me and i've getting I've been getting nothing but positivity towards them too. I just love flowers flowers are so intricate, and like it boggles my mind thinking that evolution and like survival of the fittest. ...led to these flowers becoming the way that they are, like... ...at the L.A. emergency, I found these flowers that start off in these little rubbery sacks... ...and then they open up and the flowers come out... ...and for some reason, that evolutionary trait of them being in those little tiny sacks... ...like, kept them around longer, and kept them around to this day, I don't know what benefit it plays but that was something that they adapted to and it just interests me looking at all these different plants and how much of a a variety there is in like their looks and appearances and their traits the way they smell the way they grow where they grow what time they grow super interesting to me so more often than not nowadays you'll see me rocking around with a flower on my ear (laughs) i also have gotten my ears pierced um i got two little studs on my earlobes that are matching wanted to get rings but I can't have rings and for work so I got the studs and then yesterday I went to go thrift shopping to get some second-hand clothing but they didn't have anything for me like no styles that I liked or like I would like to style and it wouldn't be my size it was just a big bust I probably spent two hours three hours thrifting couldn't find anything so I was like walking back to my truck and I saw another like tattoo slash piercing shop and I was like you know what fuck it I walked in there and I got another piercing I got one of those uh industrial bars that goes along like the inside of the top of your ear and it like sticks out on the outsides and then on the other ear I got a ring placed like up high on my ear so like I'm not supposed to have these for work but I just put on a full like face mask, like one of those, like I guess they're called like buffs or the face shields. I don't know. You put them over your ears though. So, I mean, I'm not really tripping about getting caught, but I don't know. I wouldn't say that's frivolous in my opinion either. It's like the way it looks. wasn't very expensive I mean it makes me happy like I'm kind of just growing as a person and finding new things that I like and it doesn't even hurt that bad to get them pierced either if I would have known how little it hurt I probably would have gotten them pierced years ago And, like, going back to what I said earlier, with like, frivolous things. I'm talking, like, sports cars. I'm talking big televisions. I'm talking the, like, the newest iPhone, the newest Android. The the top-of-the-line computer. The $500 shoes. The $200 haircut. You know, like, I can't really justify those types of things. Like, all my buddies kind of have sports cars, and I'm just kind of not with it. Like, they don't offer much use. Like, a little... Like compact SUV is more useful than a little two-seater sports car. You can like take that on a road with speed bumps, or you can take it on a dirt road if you want. And then a truck is just like super useful. You can haul stuff, you can put stuff in the bed, you can put a camper shell on the back and live out of it if you want. So much space for storage, so much space for passengers. So, I mean, I go for, like, usability and maximizing its potential rather than trying to go for flashy things. I mean, I'm not knocking anybody for or that wants to spend their money on those types of things. I'm just saying it's not for me. Like, that ain't what I'm about. I'm just trying to vibe, just trying to be quiet, have a good time. (laughs) Man, I've missed doing the podcast. It's just so easy to talk, even just with myself. Oh, another thing that happened in this time, uh, my dad moved to Idaho and he says he likes it up there. And I mean, it's cheaper than California, that's for sure. Rent out here is atrocious. And unfortunately, my time is done in this program, I'm going to have to, uh, Jump back in to paying the atrocious rent. I'm not looking forward to that. But by then I will have landed a career. I'm like sure of that. But I don't know if California is the move. Maybe some like small area of California that's not expensive. So I mean the state itself is beautiful. Just the cost of living is not. Oh, and then another thing I've recently been doing. um, I'm enrolling back into my community college that I was going to. And I'm going for my associate's degree of science in environmental science. I'm very excited to get that rolling because I figured, hey... By the time I finish this work program, if I can come out of it with an associate's degree at the same time, that would be kick-ass. Just knock two birds out with one stone. And it's going to be a struggle for sure, but, you know, I can put my mind to it. I can buckle down and get it done. I have no doubt about that. The last, like, three semesters that I, I was there for, I had, like, straight A's. I think I actually actually I think I got a B on one of the classes, but I've been kicking ass, and I've been in college for about five years. No degree to my name. First school I went to was a photo and film school, and it closed on me. Which is very rare. So I got big time screwed. And I'll kind of go... I'll I'll break into that in a later podcast. Because I can go into much detail on that. And then I had to move back home after that. So I was like floating in and out of depression. Just from being back home. And feeling like I failed. Even though the school closed. It wasn't my fault, so I floated in and out of phases of depression, and some semesters I'd get straight A's. next semester, I drop every single class next semester, straight A's following semester uh I was gonna drop my classes and then I forgot, and I got all F's so that factored into my g p a and that just really kind of killed my vibe and then i didn't go for a bit and then i learned about this academic forgiveness program they have where if it's been two years since the bad semester and you've taken like 12 units with a gpa average of 3.5 or above they'll just wipe the grades and i actually just found out like a week ago that i meet the requirements for that so I can get all those F's erased from my GPA. They'll still be there on my transcript, but they won't factor into my overall GPA, which is nice. And, I mean, it should be easy to explain to another college that if I apply to another one, like after getting an associate's, I'm not too decided on that, but I have been signing up for scholarships lately, so I'm trying to get that ball rolling basically, like, free money, so, I mean, why not, you know, go learn some useful things? Um, Oh, yeah, another thing that happened, Um, I am now the vice president of my work center, so, I'm, like, I got, like, the number two spot here, which is real nice. Like, I was telling staff, I'm like, hey, I'm going to be making my moves. And they're like, all right, we'll see. And then there I am making the moves. And they said, holy shit, you weren't kidding. You're really making the moves. And I was like, yep. Told you. I'm determined. And I can't wait to shine while I'm on the fisheries crew. It's going to be so cool. When they're not doing fish stuff, they're doing garden stuff with, like, native species or the vegetable garden. And at my last work center where my ex is, I built the garden there and, like, set that up and we made it happen. And it was a super cool project. So, like, I can show off to the people that are leading this fisheries program. To be like, hey, look what I've already done. And then it's like an extra incentive for them to keep me around when they see that I'm going for an associate's in environmental science and that I'm like serious about learning and serious about getting the most out of this place that I can. So no doubt in my mind, I'm going to be able to shine and I'm going to get a permanent spot on that crew. I'm just manifesting that. Right now it's a temporary spot, but it's going to become permanent for me. And I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. And for some reason, people at this work center just love to shit all over fisheries. And I don't understand. Like, wouldn't you rather be counting fish that swim in a river rather than digging holes in sand? That's a no-brainer to me, but I don't know. I don't know those others' thought processes. But they sure do like to take a shit on fisheries, even though it's super cool. Um, Yeah, I've been doing pretty good. Uh, I'm going to try to get some podcasts going on, like, this upcoming week with some friends out here. Just kind of pick at their mind with, like, different subjects. Not always talking about work, but, I mean, it's a good starting point. Um, And with that, I will end the episode. Uh, so thank you for tuning in. Uh, If you made it this far, you know, go ahead and share it. That'd be cool. Not really trying to make any money off this. Just want people to hear my stories. I think it's kind of cool. My first podcast, like, got over 100 plays. And I was like, damn, that feels good. 100 people gave a shit about what I had to say. (laughs) So stay tuned for more. There'll be more coming. Uh, Take it easy.